0: In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. Welcome to Dan's Talks podcast. My guest today is Scott Rubenstein, who runs the East Hampton Clubhouse on uh, Daniels Hole Road. Uh, So named, I think, years ago for having sent the road out to a hole, I suppose. But this is not that. Anyway, uh, the clubhouse is down a long driveway, and uh, it is a, a complex at this point, which uh, has grown into uh, a, a whole group of different kinds of events and, and uh, orga- organized or, uh, activities. You can, have, you can eat there. You can uh, go bowling. You can play video games. You can There's all kinds of stuff going on there, tennis courts, which started the whole thing years ago. What is the uh, play and where is it? And what, tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's a reading.
1: It's a, a play reading with Eddie Kassar. And if you know Edward Kassar, he's done a lot of plays out here at Bay Street, Guildhall. I'm more familiar with Edward, who's my closest friend, having asked to do the reading than I am with the actual play that they're reading. But you know, we do a lot of different things at the clubhouse we We have the plays, we have a lot of events there. We've had Amy Schumer there. we've had John Bon Jovi. we've had comedians, talk shows, so we're we're open to all different ideas and we love to do things with local people.
0: When is this reading taking place?
1: I, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I don't think they finalized the date yet. Oh, the way we get approval um for the license for the play and then we'll have that date and we will definitely let everyone know.
0: Tell me some of the other uh, performers who have been there and uh, on the stage. Well,
1: I I think our most famous, of course, is John Bon Jovi. We we did a big event for him for charity a year ago in May and we raised $54,000 between uh, Project Most and uh, Meals on Wheels and John's a very charitable man. He's just a wonderful guy. Uh, contacted me in April of 2020 through my son, Matthew, and asked if we would uh, allow him to have a food bank on the property. And uh, we served over 100,000 meals. Uh, John puts up all the money, does everything with him and his wife, Dorothy, and, uh, Dorothea, and they take care of the whole thing.
0: What are some of the other activities uh- talk to me briefly about, I mentioned them myself, but elaborate a little bit on them, um, and uh, then we'll go back to how it all came about.
1: Well, we have indoor tennis, we have outdoor tennis, we have platform tennis, we have pickleball, uh, that's all at the tennis facility, we have a swimming pool, at the clubhouse we have 44 arcade games with 10 bowling lanes and a beautiful 18 hole uh, miniature golf course. We have about an acre of lawn where we have live entertainment in the summer. Uh, we have nice stage inside where we have live entertainment. We have a couple hundred dining seats, 20 plus TVs uh, for watching all the sporting events. We play sound live. So there's really something for everybody. At some time of the day, there's something for everybody.
0: Uh, what time do you open and what time do you close?
1: So right now for the winter, we're gonna open. We open just Thursday through Sunday. We open up at uh, three o'clock Thursday and Friday, and Saturday and Sunday we're open at eleven.
0: And how late do you go?
1: Uh, Till eleven o'clock at night. Yes.
0: Let's go back to the beginning. I I remember your mom uh, uh, starting the. I guess it was the tennis club there, and then they built a uh, an inflatable. Uh, over what, four, you know, without, or were you involved with that? Tell me the story of how it came. Well, my wife and
1: I started the project. We always had my mother's vote of confidence, and she was always there to speak to, uh, not involved in this particular project with us. But Holly and I started this project in 1985. We went to the town and said, we have an idea. We would like to do a project. At that time, it was called Health Hampton. And they sent us, they said, go buy land by the airport. And we bought uh, this 24 acre tract and we developed it and uh, brought in some partners in 1995. And we opened in 95 with six indoor courts.
0: I remember that Paul Anacone, who was a ranked tennis player, uh, was coached there or rented or part of it. So
1: Paul helped us out with, um, Paul's a good friend, he and my wife and uh, his wife, Tracy, all graduated high school together. Paul helped us out with our Junior Tennis Academy when we first opened. And he, you know, was director of it. He then went on to run two huge charity events where Tim Henman and John McEnroe and Jim Courier and Lindsey Davenport and Todd Martin all played. I think we raised in the two years almost half a million dollars for mm-hmm. charities. Uh, great events, great events uh, that Paul helped put on.
0: How How many outdoor courts do you have and how many indoor, for starters? So right
1: now we have six indoor courts and 20 outdoor courts. We have two platform tennis courts. We used to have eight indoor courts. And what we did when the East Hampton Bowling Alley closed down, I went to my partner's. And I said, guys, um, I think maybe we should diversify. And maybe we should consider building a bowling alley where those two indoor tennis courts are. Uh, I think the community can use the indoor uh, bowling. And I think it would be nice to have something different on the property. They all agreed Uh, back in 2016, we started the planning process and we opened up in 2018.
0: How many lanes is that there?
1: We have 10 lanes. The old bowling alley had 16. We have 10. 10 and, beautiful uh, state-of-the-art lanes.
0: And when did the, the clubhouse open? Uh, tell us a little bit about Well, that,
1: that was with the clubhouse. So it all opened up at one time. It opened July 12th, 2018. And um, everything opened up at once. The mini golf, the bowling, the arcade, the dining. We weren't sure how it would work but that was a Thursday, and that Sunday was the finals of World Cup, and they were lined up down the sidewalk. <laughs> we had about 500 people there to watch World Cup, and we kind of looked at each other and said, you know what, maybe this was a pretty good idea. The community's embracing it, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. Uh, you're born and raised in, East, in the Hampton. Tell us a little bit about growing up here. So my parents
1: moved out here in 1969. My dad drove in and it's in his checker cab. He, he drove a checker cab in the city. He used to commute and continued to work That Back then you could get back and forth a little easier than you can these days. And I would say it was the greatest thing my parents did. It was, we were so lucky. It was still a small town of 7,600 people. From Montauk to Wayne Scott, Amagansett, East Hampton Springs, parts of Sag Harbor, um, they were stores were closed on Sunday at the Sunday Blue Laws. Your doctor showed up at your house with a little black bag in his hand, and and he came to see you. Uh, wonderful town. I mean, I, I Dan, it was the greatest thing that ever happened. I, I, I must tell too. you, I was here too. It was great. I but the story I tell everyone is the first year we were here. About a month into being here, my mother had a gallbladder attack. A little different back then. You were in the hospital for a few days. And suddenly, people started showing up at the house with vacuum cleaners, with trays of food, because they heard there was a new family in town with young children. And the lady of the house was ill in the hospital. And the neighbors felt they should come help out. And that's the town I grew up in. where It was a great town. It still is a great town but it was special, very special.
0: You mentioned a population of 7,600. Was that for the township or how do you measure that? Was well, that?
1: that one at that time from Montauk, including Amagansett Springs, East Hampton, East Hampton Village and Wainscot and that small part of Sag Harbor, that was the year round population. And if okay. you remember-
0: What is it Labor now? Day.
1: Labor Day ended, everyone was gone. That's right. It uh, was, what, is
0: it, what is the population now? Do you know roughly?
1: I told it's just around 32,000 year round. And it goes up well over 100,000 in the summer.
0: Yeah. And the stores were closed on Sunday when we first got here.
1: They had the Sunday blue law. I remember riding my bike into town to go to the park, which yeah. is what you did when you're in the city. You went to Riverside Drive Park and there wasn't a car on the road. There wasn't a kid in the park. And uh, did your mom go into real estate? You know, my mother was a professor, philosophy. She had a PhD in philosophy and used to teach. And did uh, teaching out here. She then got into politics. She worked uh, for Perry Durier for years. And then she went into real estate. She opened up Loaner Rubenstein, in Inc. And always stayed in politics. She always seemed to be the go-to person out here. For politics,
0: uh, Perry Durier. For those who don't remember him, owned the Lobster Place out in Montauk, and he ran. He was the uh, the head of the Assembly in New York. Yeah, State.
1: Speaker of the House. He was the Speaker of the Assembly.
0: Yeah, and a very powerful. Uh, he ran for he ran for uh, governor one year too. Right, I remember that he lost, but he ran.
1: He, he lost to Hugh Carey. Yeah, people don't realize Montauk is about sixty eight percent reserve area. And yep. between Perry Durier and Deborah Foster, who was instrumental in uh, acquiring property, they protected a lot of property out here. You know, when you say bring home the bacon, Perry Durier took care of the East End and didn't forget where his home was.
0: You went to East Hampton High School. And after, after that, where did you, did you continue? Went,
1: went, went, went to East Hampton High School. I loved East Hampton High School. Went on to didn't do very well in college. Did not follow my mother's footsteps, who has <laughs> a PhD. Uh, I did a little bit at Queens College, then Suffolk Community, then Albany State, then Suffolk Community, then NYU. Then you know what? I'm better off just working very hard. <laughs> this is just this is just not working for me, and I ended up dropping out of college. Uh, my wife's family is local. My wife's the Grimes, so her family's from Montauk. And uh, they've been here since the late eighteen hundreds.
0: What's the maiden name?
1: Uh, Grimes.
0: Sure, and we know all all we know about with them. Yeah, uh, Vinnie Grimes had a gas station out in Montauk, and yep, uh, and and
1: Dan had one in uh, Bridgehampton.
0: Yep, and Keith is uh, running a very successful, uh, huge business about doing docks and all kinds of large projects.
1: Yep. Keith, so, Keith, his son, his son, his son Peter. A very successful one into business. No, they're a hardworking family.
0: Yes, they are. And and so are are you at your place. I've been there and it's a wonderful place, particularly for uh, kids and uh, people who like video play, the kids who like the video games. And there's something there for everybody. It's a sports club.
1: Dan, the nicest part about the business when you're in there and you have live music or there's a Giants game or the Super Bowl and you look around, nobody cares who anybody is. Nobody cares how famous you are or, or aren't. You are someone who just wants to, in the middle of the winter, watch a good ball game. And if you're a Giant fan and your team scores, you high-five the guy next to you. <laughs> I, I tell everybody all the baloney is left out in the parking lot. Nobody cares what car you drove in. You're just a bunch of guys and gals enjoying the day on a winter day. And that probably gives my wife and I the most pleasure out of the place is just seeing everybody uh, get together in well, one building, in There's one a building.
0: Lot of, a lot of buildings are other than the indoor courts. How many square feet is the uh, main facility? So uh-huh.
1: the uh, clubhouse is about 16,000 square feet of indoor space. And then we have an acre of lawn. And then we have an, uh, an 18-hole miniature golf course with yep. lights that's on over half an acre.
0: Do you have any uh plans that you can tell me about for the future or just what's you know
1: happen? I think like everybody else we're 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 talking about pickleball yeah you know that's that's the conversation out there. There's a new game called Padel what's um, that? and that's uh started over in europe, very popular just coming to the states already very popular here what is it? how do you play it, it it's it's an indoor it's it's not indoors it's like tennis. Table tennis, racquetball. There are glass, fiberglass walls. Uh-huh. It's more than a tennis court. And it's very popular. But pickleball is very popular. And yeah,
0: there's, uh, there's, there's a lot of stuff going on about the noise it makes.
1: That is the only problem. You're 100% <laughs> right. They've got to come up. That wiffle ball is very noisy. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Well, it's been it's a pleasure talking to you about the uh, old days and also about the clubhouse and all that you've done. I want, want to thank you for uh, being a guest on my podcast um, and um, uh, want to wish wish you well. And i'll I'll see you uh, i'll see you in a couple of weeks as we go Tanner, back to some I- of the uh, the games that we play out there.
1: Thank you. I want to thank you, and I'll tell you a funny story. One of my partners was looking for that subways that was built out in Suffolk County, East Hampton. And I kept, saying, I kept saying, this is Dan's paper. Dan's paper is the greatest, the greatest stories, but there is no subway built out here, here. It's, it's not happening. I think it was about 14, maybe 18 years ago, you did that article uh, about a subway
0: was, it was uh, about 11 years ago. I remember, about 11 I years existed ago. For about 10 years until last year. I think I told every conceivable story that could have possibly happened on the East End. Huh? The
1: greatest story. It was the, great, the greatest story. The fun. greatest stories.
0: So thanks very much. I think we're about out of time. Um, and uh, I'll be coming down there to watch some of the football uh, as the time goes by. And uh, thanks very much. And, and uh, have a nice rest of your day.
1: Dan, you too. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure and an honor to speak to you. After all these years, sit down like this.
0: (laughs) Okay, bye-bye.
1: Okay, bye-bye.